You know, the past couple of days, uh, all beginning last Friday when we had these marches in cities around the world on uh, the part mostly of youth who want to raise awareness about climate change and uh, contribute something of their energy to uh, moving the needle. I said uh, on Monday, well and good, and raising awareness is a fine thing. But at the end of the day, what you're going to do is look to science to do this because all the politics in the world and all of the carbon taxes in the world aren't going to change what the world is facing, especially with the huge variety, it's hundreds, of political regimes that each have their own decision to make. Well, interestingly enough, a Vancouver-based organization you've heard of, uh, Clean Energy Canada, has come out with a new report that talks about the fact that we see the clean energy sector growing in terms of the jobs being created and fossil fuel jobs on a slowdown. And I'm lucky enough to have Marin Smith, Executive Director of Clean Energy Canada, with us on the line. Hi, Marin. Hi, Peter. Great to be here. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, have I summarized that correctly? You have. All right, yeah. so so tell me a little bit about this, because uh, people think, well, the clean energy sector, just, just a budding industry, but we're talking about half a million Canadians by 2030, yes? Yeah, well, the, the good news is, is that we already have about 300,000 Canadians employed in the clean energy sector, and, you know, we looked at if we continue with the climate and clean energy policies that are in place across the country right now, where would we be by 2030, and we see growth of 160,000 jobs, up to over half a million jobs, as you said. Um, and, and interestingly, that growth rate is four times faster than other sectors in Canada. Well, it lends credibility, and I'm not trying to, uh, to self-aggrandize here, but it lends credibility to this whole thing that I have advanced, that science ultimately is going to be the arbiter on this thing, that science is what's going to resolve the issues that we have with climate change, if anything really can. Am I on or off base? Well, uh, if you're including technology with your science, sure. then I would say yes, Um you know, a lot of the jobs uh, and a lot of this transition in our energy is because we, the technologies are now here. They're now ready for prime time. So things like electric vehicles, batteries, storage, solar, wind, uh, energy efficiency for buildings, uh, all of these things are ready to go. So when we look at the clean energy sector, the jobs, um, some of them are in creating clean energy, like solar, wind, hydro, uh, transmission lines to move the clean energy. But most of the jobs are in the sector of wasting less energy, and that's wasting less energy in buildings and transportation. And that's where the technology comes in that you're talking about, Peter. Okay, so I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm trying to uh, interpolate or interpret um, where we're going here. You're talking about things like insulating homes, which saves energy. You're talking about electric vehicles, electric buses, um, maintaining wind farms as they exist, uh, and diminishing, because there is a quid pro quo, diminishing the work in fossil fuels over time as we create this transition. Um, We had an effort in Ontario particularly, and you're very well aware of it, uh, under the Green Energy Act of a former government that uh, on the one hand looked at the very positive idea of wind energy and solar energy, but they they sunk so much tax money into it that we wound up with the most expensive energy, uh, arguably in North America, certainly in Canada. Yeah, well... Uh, today, uh, let's talk about today because I think that let's, yeah. 
it's a decade later. So like cell phones, a decade ago, they were clunky, they were expensive, very few people had them. You know, today they're sleek, they're cheap, and everyone's got one. And that's what hap- has happened with renewables. You know, the costs have gone down 80 to 90%. Uh, you know, just recently in Alberta, uh, on contracts that were up for grabs there, wind bid in at 3.4 cents a kilowatt hour. That's cheap. And we're seeing places like Texas as well. Energy tycoons are investing in renewables down there uh, because that's cheaper to produce energy now with uh, solar energy. Yeah, well, when you talk about 3.4 cents, and, and I got involved in that debate, I remember it. We were talking 80 cents for solar energy per kilowatt hour. We are talking up in the 40-plus cent range for wind energy, and that was because it was one of those bleeding-edge situations. But what you're saying is that now private industry, and you've cited a couple of examples, uh, is ready and, and indeed is going beyond being ready, investing in energy that can be marketed at a very competitive rate to other forms of more traditional energy that cause uh, a a big carbon footprint. That's right. And so, you know, you mentioned electric buses. So, you know, we've got quite a few jobs here in Canada, both creating electric vehicle component parts, but more importantly, electric buses. We have some of the world's leading electric bus companies, um, Lion Electric in Quebec, New Flyer in in Winnipeg, uh, Green Power Bus in, in British Columbia, and there's a few more. Tell me something. Uh, uh, go ahead. You're going to make a further point. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that th- these technologies uh, have evolved, and and so there's now a, a global demand for these products. And it's the same with you were you were mentioning energy retrofits for for houses, mm-hmm. insulators, and HVAC installers, and uh, also people building zero emission buildings because we can do that now. The technology is there. And you want to know what? If you if you build a condo uh, to these zero emission standards now, your energy savings, that's money in your pocket. You're saving about 90% on your energy bills. Good so, God. I, you know, if, if you, you're talking to people in Toronto about condos and, and you're in Vancouver and you know what the prices are like there, it's kind of a similar situation. I'll take any saving I can get. It, that's right. And so it, that's a win-win on the affordability side for people. Uh, and... The good news also is these jobs. Now, one thing I wanted to mention about these jobs and the clean energy sector, it's got jobs in every province across the country. It's got jobs in rural communities, urban communities, blue-collar jobs, white-collar jobs. It's very, very diverse. And so there's really a role for a lot of people. And you started this off talking about the kids who were out in the streets last week. Right. Uh, When you talk to those kids, this is the future they're interested in as well. These are the kinds of jobs they want. So, you know, they want a future. They want to cut that carbon pollution so the planet's not burning up. Uh, and the, the good news is if there's going to be jobs, uh, these jobs can only increase by the more, with the more climate action that we do. Well, it was always the children of any generation that uh, we have to look to to resolve the problems created in prior generations. And so we're talking now about the fourth industrial revolution, and you have figures that uh, talk about the lines crossing, in my words, but nonetheless it's what it is, in GDP contribution going forward. That's right. So we're seeing, uh, you know, billions of dollars are come into the country for investments for clean energy. Uh, we see the growth of that investment going up uh, significantly. So jobs, 
growth and investment dollars, all looking good on the clean energy side. And this is really where the world is going. Well, you're talking about investment sector. Let me just throw this out there. You say that investment in the clean energy sector will increase 46% by 2030. 2030 is 10 years from now, which is a relatively short time. And that's compared to an 11% increase in fossil fuels. So the lines are crossing, aren't they? They are. And, you know, this is a transition. Uh, We're not suggesting that fossil fuel jobs uh, or the sector is going to end overnight. There's going to be a transition from one to the other. Uh, We need a solid transition plan for workers in that area. Um, But the good news is in Canada, there's been a lot of polarization. There's been a lot of distraction and debate about carbon taxes and pipelines and all of these things. Um, and, and fear has been created that if we act on climate, you know, the consequence is we're going to put our economy at risk. And I think what this report shows is actually the opposite of that is true. If we act on climate, it's actually going to be creating jobs and be positive for the economy. Well, it sounds exactly like the conversation that uh, we've been unfolding over the past couple of days, uh, ever since uh, Greta Thunberg of Sweden came to the United States and and, uh, reignited the debate, not that the debate has gone away, but in a large way. And that is that uh, this thing is taking a natural course. It is science and technology. It is the kids of today who are going to build the future of tomorrow, and it is uh, investment and the rollout of all of these things that you have signaled in your report that uh, we're going to see by 2030. And so when we talk about uh, net zero by 2050, it's not something that's beyond the realm of possibility. It can be done. It absolutely can be done, you know, and it must be done. And I think the, the real message is we need to get acting on it now, and we need to make sure that we have governments in power that are going to continue acting on this and, in fact, build on this climate action. You know, and some of these changes are exciting because as we bring in the electric technologies, they're often cleaner, better for our health, uh, you know, better for the environment. uh, And as we discussed, it's going to be creating good Canadian jobs here at home. Well, uh, you put your faith in governments. If you like, I'll put my faith in the private sector. But at the end of the day, our goal is the same. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, the private sector is moving as well. I yes, don't know they if you are. heard that last week uh, Amazon just ordered 100,000 electric trucks. So if that doesn't signal where things are moving, I don't know what does. I agree with you. Marin Smith, thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, you do the same. Marin is Executive Director of Clean Energy Canada, talking about a new report that they've issued, and uh, you heard the details if you've been with us for the past 10 minutes. I am Peter Sherman. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.